Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Mouth to teach your people, you have already filled it. Thank you that we have all been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to give y'all a little nugget on tonight. You will have a final exam for everything that you have went over. You will have a final exam. Can I get an amen? Thank you, Jesus. God is just so good. Isn't he good? God loves us so much. He want to make sure that all of us are on one accord. So when we're out ministering with people, two people, we will know what we are talking about. Amen? And we'll know what the word of God is saying. So after tonight, um, when I do this teaching, we will have a final exam, and then we'll move forward. Amen? We'll move forward. So I pray that everybody has paid attention through the teachings that we have had so far. And I pray that they have helped you along the way. And I tell you, it's so good to be in the midst of what God is doing, isn't it? I know we had like a little break, um, back-to-back break, but it's a, it's a joy just being in the midst, in the midst of everybody. Amen? Um, the last time we were together, we talked about how do we get rid of the sin nature. And the first thing that we got to understand when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior, that sin nature died with Christ. That sin nature died with Christ. We went over Romans 6, 6, which which says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. This is what you got to know. This is what you got to become acquainted with. That that old man, which is that sin nature, which compelled, which drove us to sin before we were born again, that sin nature died with Christ. And we also died with Christ. It was crucified with him. Amen? That the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. That sin nature had us as a slave. That means that when the commandment said not to do something, that sin nature rose up in us and compelled us and drove us to do what the command told us not to do. This is when we were sinners. Um, Colossians 2.11 verse 12 goes over this as well. New Living Translation. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. So this is talking about being circumcised in the spirit. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sin nature, your sinful nature. 
For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. So when we look at circumcision in the Old Testament, it's talked about in Leviticus chapter 12, verse 3, um, when they were making a covenant with God, they had to cut away that foreskin of a male. When they cut that away, it, it was It was dead. It was no longer attached. So this is what happened with that sin nature that was in us. When we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, when he was crucified, we were crucified with him. And the sin nature that was controlling us, that was compelling us to sin, died with him. It was done away. It was cut away. So that means we have a new life now that we're in Christ Jesus. So tonight what I want to go into Um, I did go over the spiritual baptism so we'll know the difference when they said that we're baptized into Christ. That's not talking about water baptism. There are um, three baptisms. Hebrews 6.2 talks about that, of the doctrines of baptisms. And I went over 1 Corinthians 12.13, which is saying, for by one spirit we're baptized into one body. So that's the Holy Spirit that baptized us into that body. Romans 6, 3 says, or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus was baptized into his death? So when you get saved and you're born again, um, the baptism that we have is the Holy Spirit baptizing us into the body of Christ. So if you die before you go up under that water, that don't mean you go into hell. That's what people say. They said you have to be baptized underwater, but that's symbolic. When you go up under that water, it's a symbolic act saying that you're going up under recognizing that you were buried with Christ, but you're coming back up with a new life in Christ Jesus. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. So we have to understand those baptisms, and I put that in there because it was in that verse of Scripture, so you will understand the difference. So tonight, what I want to go over is, if that sin nature is done away with, why do Christians sin? If that sin nature is done away with, that old man that was compelling us, that was driving us to sin, then why do people still sin? Number one, because of temptation. Because of temptation. All of us in this room has been tempted by something or somebody. Can I get an amen? Can I get a witness? Can I get a hallelujah? All of us in this room have been tempted. And some of you have been tempted today. All of us. So the enemy is going to use temptation. What is temptation? It's the state of being tempted or enticed to evil. It is the state of being tempted or enticed to evil. Now, being tested and tempted is two different things. And we're going to go over that. And let me say this. You may have a test of saying not to touch the chocolate. Amen, Athea. Don't touch that chocolate. You can't have that chocolate. That chocolate belonged to somebody else. That's a test. But the enemy may lure Athea in by that chocolate passing by the church all the time. <laughs> the test was not to, not to mess with the chocolate. 
Now the devil's going to tempt her by bringing the chocolate to the church. Y'all get it? So Athea have a choice. She's tested. She can pass the test by letting the chocolate go on by the church. Or she can stand out there with her thumb up and say, stop here. One or the other, right? So there's a difference between a test and temptation. And I want to throw that in there. But I want to show you how being born again, you can be tempted with things and you still don't have to touch them. Because when you know who you truly are in Christ Jesus, even though you're tempted, I don't want to go too far. Let me go back to Genesis 3.1. I'm going to prove to you. Adam and Eve, we know that God created them as being very good, right? They were created in his image. Um, They represented him. There was no sin, correct? So if there was no sin, how did they end up with sin? They were tempted. They were enticed by the devil. See, sin couldn't come in. It didn't come inward. It come from outside in. So with us being born again, sin is coming from the outside to get into the inside. We have to let it in. It can't touch your spirit, but it's going to get to your soul. So with Adam and Eve, they were enticed from the outside, not the inside, because their inside, they were, there was no sin. God made them perfect. So when we look at them, what did the enemy use? He took the tree. The very tree that God told them not to eat from, he took that very thing and he enticed it in Eve. He tempted Eve with that tree. And while I was saying that, how many in here, male and female, have been tempted by another male and female? Enticed. Knowing that you can't have that. Single people, you can't have that if you're born again. I'm going to say it again. Single people, if you are born again, even though you have been tempted by a man or a woman, you cannot have that. You cannot touch that because that is not who you are now that you're in Christ Jesus. So some of us, first of all, we go through a test when we're single, meaning that test is you belong to God. He is the one you become intimate with. So you cannot have anybody outside of marriage. Correct? Is that not what the word says? Hello, somebody. We want to get it right. That's what the word says. So that's your test. You're born again. You know you cannot be with the man, not unless you are married. And don't just marry that man to get something. Hello? Hallelujah. You don't just marry that man just to get something, rush into marriage because you hot and turn on. You got to turn yourself off with the word. The word will do it. A shower will not do it. But the word will turn you off. Some people's hoping I hush, but I'm not going to do it. Some people don't want to hear this, but this is the truth. And knowing the truth... Is what makes you free. So whoever you with while you on Facebook or wherever, that's your boo. And no, you don't supposed to be with them and call yourself a Christian. You need to flee, like the word says, for your life. Come on, we being real. 
So this is what the enemy did. He took the very thing that God said, don't do. And he used it to entice them to do it. So sin can come in. How many things does the enemy use in our lives that God said, don't do gluttony is a sin. Y'all gluttony is a sin. Sin is sin. We look at fornication like it's the worst thing, homosexuality, adultery, but gluttony is sin. All of it fall in the same category. You cannot separate sin. So if you sitting there and you eating your pork chop and you talking to this male or female and say, now don't you know you don't supposed to be with that woman? God said, ain't right now for y'all to be sleeping together. Give me another piece of that pork chop. God said, ain't right for y'all to be sleeping together. Now, you know, that's wrong. You don't supposed to be sleeping with that man. That man's supposed to go to his house. You supposed to go to, you're going to eat that. And you still eating, talking and eating, talking and eating. Somebody getting mad right now. You still talking and eating. What make you any better from the one that's committing fornication and you sitting there stuffing yourself until you about sick and you waiting to burp to go back to the bar. Come on, we all been there. Let's just tell the truth. How can we minister to somebody and we in gluttony? Then we admit, now I know I'm eating too much, but it ain't like what you're doing. It's no excuse for sin. So we being tempted. How many of us get tempted by crab legs, oysters? Come on. How many get tempted by ribs and pig feet? And then let me let me just get down and dirty with it. Pigtails. What else is it? Oxtail. We eating tail. And we telling people not to fornicate and you eating it. And you keep on eating it. And you adding to it. And then you talking to somebody about Jesus. Gluttony. You can eat it. I'm just using it. You can eat it, but you got no one to stop eating what you're eating. C- come on, let's, we can eat these things, but we don't let these things have us. I'm talking about gluttony still. So, so all of us get tempted. Come on, chocolate cake, cheesecake. All of us have those temptations knowing you got to back off of it because some people might be going through being a, with diabetes or whatever and knowing you trying to help yourself, but then your eyes are so big because the cake, you got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. I'd be all right to stick me. <laughs> what if they didn't have something to stick you with? Some of you still be, oh, Lord, my Lord, just a little piece. It won't hurt. The devil sets us up. Do y'all know we get sought up? As Deacon Newton said, we get sought up. Sometimes we feel like I can eat anything. I can do anything. Da, 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 da. But when that stuff hits you, it might hit you for the last time. And you might not get up. You might not wake up. Some things we say we have to have, but we say we have to have them, but we don't have to have them. Because if we train our flesh and we let our flesh know what that flesh is not going to have, that flesh will cooperate if you keep beating it. If you keep saying, no, you can't have it. 
Then you get dizzy, feel like you're going to fall out. Just fall out and get back up. You make it. It's a made-up mind. So the same way that they got tempted, which was no sin there, we can be tempted even though we're born again. Do y'all realize that? That ain't the sin nature compelling you. Because the Holy Spirit and that sin nature can't dwell in the same house. Cannot. Cannot. Once that sin nature was crucified, the Holy Spirit came in. We were made afresh. We were made anew in our spirit. So that means when we're going through these temptations, the Holy Spirit is there. He's there to help. Did y'all know he was a helper? That's why you say, help me, Holy Spirit. I really need help. I can't quit eating all this pork chop. I need some help. For real. And the Holy Spirit will help you. How does he help you? We're going to get to that part. But the thing that you have to know is that sin nature is not compelling you. It's temptation. You're being tempted by something God is telling you not to do. So Genesis 3.1 is proving that Adam and Eve did not have any sin there. They had the spirit of God, the life of God. But the devil came in, Satan used what God created and began to tempt them from the outside to get in. He could not come from the inside. He had to come from the outside because we have the spirit of God on the inside of us. So he's trying to get in from the outside. Remember Cain and Abel? It says sin lies at the door and wait. So are we going to open the door? Say, yes, we have. Yes, we have. Every day we open the door. Y'all didn't know that. Something causes us to open the door. How I know? Because the moment you open your mouth, you open the door. When the Holy Spirit is saying, be quiet, don't say nothing, leave that alone. But then the devil used somebody so close to you, closer than close. And what you didn't want to say, just like David, when David said he was trying to keep all that stuff in, David could no longer hold it. He had to bring it out. So we all have been tempted with something or by somebody. So Hebrews 4.15, it talks about Jesus, it said, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Jesus, he sympathizes with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. So Jesus didn't have that nature in him, but he was still tempted. And what did Jesus do in Matthew 4 when temptation came? He kept saying, it is written. So the only way that you can um, submit to God and resist the devil is to know what's written. I'm going to say it again. The only way you can submit to God to resist the devil is to know what is written. And if you don't know what is written, the enemy is having a field day with you. The enemy is toying with you. He's playing with you. He don't want us to get into the word to know the truth. And we spend more time out of the word than we spend in the word because we spend more time doing things that is not benefiting us instead of taking the Bible and discipline our flesh and say, this is what you're going to have to eat tonight. This is what you're going to have to eat in the morning. This is what you're going to have to eat at noon. And if you can't read it wherever you are, put it on your ear. Let the word be playing on your breaks. I remember when I was um, working at the hospital and I was going through a battle. 
Y'all, I had a big bag. It was a tote bag. And I mean, it had some tapes with the word on them, that Bible. And I would put that thing on my ear while I was working. I would sit at my desk all day long and listen to it. Because I knew that my mind needed to be renewed with the word of God. And I remember when my husband um, made up his mind to do what he needed to do for the Lord. That big bag I was toting, he was taking it. He was at Fort County with a big bag listening because that's what it takes y'all it takes let me tell you something i have learned praise will work don't get me wrong but it works with the word you got to have the word i don't care if you praise speaking in tongues you still need the word because you got to know the interpretation of the tongue that's coming back it's gonna be the word he is the word So if you're not in your word, you'll take a lie from the enemy and you believe it's truth and you'll go speak that lie. And that's witchcraft. So you got to know what the word is saying so you can determine what spirit that is of. It takes the word. This is why the church is divided. You got some in, you got some out. And then as soon as something happened, the ones that's not in the word, they take the biggest offense. The ones that stay in the word, they may take offense, but eventually they're going to humble themselves and say, forgive me, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. But a person that's very hot-headed and stubborn and prideful, they're going to think they're right no matter what the words say. They're too stubborn to say, I shouldn't have done what I done. I shouldn't have said what I said. Come on, when the word get in you, that's what's going to be a part of you and come out of you, and you're not going to stay in that prideful state, and you're not going to stay in that hateful state either. Because when the word get a hold to you and you don't apologize, you better make sure you serve in the right God. Because humility is the way, not pride. So we see that Jesus was tempted, but it was without sin. So we see that sin was trying to come at Jesus, but Jesus knew how to conquer it with the word and that's what we got to do it takes y'all it is no excuse for not one person in this building because you know how i know it ain't no excuse because whoever have a job whatever you do they're going to give you a benefit package Teresa, i believe y'all get one over there don't you and when they give you that benefit package you got to read through it then make sure you know your benefits because when something pop up whatever it is you're going to go back and see what those benefits say when you sit before that personnel person you want to make sure that you in alignment with what those policies and procedures say so they can't get over on you how many is going to sit before personnel a human resource person and just sit there and let them tell you without you knowing what's being said because if it's not right, what are you going to do? You're, gonna, you're not going to accept that. You're going to say, uh-uh, I don't accept that. This is what we're supposed to be doing with the Bible. The Bible is more important than your benefits on your job. Because when those benefits cannot help you, the word of God is what's going to sustain you. So we wait on the benefits and we wait on man, but we don't put our trust in the word of God. Why we don't put our trust in the word of God? Because we trust what the world is doing more than what the word word has already done. Come on, somebody say true that. True that, Willie. It's nothing but the truth. I've been in situations 
where when something happened, I'm ready to get them instead of focusing on what God said. My thing was, I'm going to get me a lawyer. I'm going to take care of this. They done me wrong. I know they done me wrong. They did people this way and they did me an opposite way. It is wrong. Guess what, y'all? Called a lawyer and the lawyer said they can do whatever they choose to do. That's the law now. If they want to get rid of you for chewing gum, they can do it now. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Okay, okay, God, that, that ain't working. So the only thing I can do right now is sit before you and say, what do you want me to do? And what he told me to do, I didn't want to do, but I humbled myself and I did it. And that's how I made it. I made it through everything that I was going through because I had to hear the word before I heard anything else. What are you hearing? Because if you don't have word in you, I assure you, you're going to fall for that temptation. A woman that's hurt, a woman that feels rejected, a woman that feels like she's not loved, any Prince Charming that knock on the door and talk to her nicely and be a friend at first and let her know, oh, you're such a loving person. I don't know why people don't like you. Is there anything I can help you with? Now, I don't want to date you. I just want to be there for you as a friend. Just call me anytime. And all of a sudden, your heart is just melting. Then the devil keep doing it and doing. Then you get stuck to them like glue. And that's the worst person you could ever melt. Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Satan himself. Coming as an angel of light. And you didn't recognize it because you felt like they had something that you needed. That your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your family couldn't give you. Now you married to Beelzebub and can't get out of it. Because you're too prideful. This is so good. Is it good to you like it is to me? Because it ain't nothing but the truth. You cannot depend on the arm of the flesh. The arm of the flesh won't literally leave you but kill you. So it's time for us. If you're going to overcome a temptation, there's no way you can do it without the word. And if you're trying to do it yourself, it will never, ever, ever work. Been there, done that. If you try to buy things to overcome it, it will never, ever work. The word is what works. And the only thing we have to do is get in the word and know what the word is saying and live according to what the word is saying. Anything outside of the word will not work. It will not last. No man or woman outside of the word will last. It will not work. James 1, verse 13 through 15. James 1, 13 through 15. I don't know. This is in my spirit. I want to say, what are you looking for? I'm here, and what are you looking for? Because if it ain't Jesus, you'll never find it. He said, what are you looking for? Some of us have nice homes, nice cars, nice husband, nice wife, and you're still looking for something, and you're safe. That means you don't know who you are. If you're looking for something to fix your life, then you don't know who you are. You're 
basing your life on what you have and what you don't have. And it will never, ever work. Nobody will ever be able to love you like he has and still does. Nobody. Nobody will ever be able to do you like Jesus. Nobody. Nothing. Have you tried it? Because I know he's all right. So you got to try him for yourself. And I mean really try him for yourself. And this is how you try him. Whatever you tempted with. Facebook. Facebook. Pull away from that temptation. And seek him. While he can be found. I'm going to pause right there. Could someone tell me how Facebook is a temptation? Hallelujah. Anybody? How is it a temptation? They put things that... A lot of garbage in there. Anybody else? How many in this room, let's tell the truth, shame the devil, that have not been on Facebook that did not look? See, she's not on it. But how many in here that can truly say, I have Facebook, my personal one for the church, I got now, I don't even check it. You know what I do? I go to marketplace. <laughs> don't even look. Because as soon as you pop it up, somebody's looking you in the face. What? What in the world? Then what you doing? The more friends you get, the more gossip and business you get. Is that true? Is that true? On Facebook, how many has been tempted by what somebody else have? Tell the truth, shame the devil. How many has been tempted by what somebody else have? It may have been a hairstyle. They may have had a nice party and they showing their party and how everybody looked. How many have been tempted by that? And said, oh, I can have a party like that. Help me somebody. Come on, come on, come on. I need one of those things in here that I can make a sound when y'all don't say nothing so people think somebody's saying something. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Nobody don't want to say nothing. Hello, I know it's a lot of Facebookers up in here. Don't they though? And you're wondering, how you get in my business? They put it on your page. Y'all notice that? Quisha, you notice that? They, they put it on your page. If you want to find somebody, where you go? Facebook. Facebook. You find a lot on Facebook. The cops are all on Facebook. They know where to get these people. Facebook. And they put themselves on Facebook for them to capture. Shows your identity. So I asked the question. How many in the room has been tempted by Facebook. 
Everybody need to raise their hands. There's some temptations on Facebook. Once that ain't on it, but you don't have to be on Facebook to be tempted. You can be on YouTube. TikTok. We got a lot of people with TikTok. I, I, I guarantee you, TikTok have so many new dances up there where they're doing all these dances. I don't even know how to get on the TikTok. But people doing what they do and they save. Because they say it's fun. Everybody's doing it. Temptation is everywhere, y'all. The enemy know what to tempt us, tempt us with. He tempt us with cell phones. He tempt us with cars. He put things in front of us because he know our weaknesses. And the longer you look at a thing, y'all, I know this for a fact. The longer you look at a thing, the very thing you say you ain't getting, when it get in your memory, you already bought it. Come on. Go in the grocery store. How many tempted by Captain Crunch and Callow's cornflake? And they put them on the aisles. Come on, I'm talking. They put them on the aisles. Two for this, two for that. Potato chips. You ain't thought about that stuff. You get in that store and say, oh, I'm going to bring you home with me. Didn't take long to be tempted, did it? Come on, it's the truth. Temptation is everywhere for us. Commercials, temptations. Things that you ain't never thought about that you wanted. There it is flashing on T. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Timu. How many tempted with all this cheap stuff on Timu and Sheen, Shine? What you call it? What's who? Sheen. Sheen. Come on, they know how to get your money. They, they get little bits of money until they get it all. You can bust a hundred up there and get a lot of stuff. Y'all, y'all think we need to put that in church. Come on, we tempted all the way around. We tempted. Is there anything else, Tiffany? Right. But we're enticed, but we don't have to take the bait, right? Sometimes we have a good phone, but when a new one come out, may not do too much. Oh, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that 15 Pro, 15 Pro Max. I got to have that. And don't even use the one you got. But you got to have it. Is that temptation? Come on, don't let no new sneakers come out. Temptation is everywhere, y'all. Even the dummies tempt people. Dummies. Wearing outfits. We get tempted. So, James 1, 13 through 15. Listen at this. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by what? Evil. Nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. By his own desires and enticed. The enemy know what he can entice us with. Then when desire, this is the desire, has conceived, it gives birth to sin. So the devil knows if I can tempt you with these things 
and you allow it, it's going to birth me some sin. Isn't that something? It gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown, oh my Lord, brings death. That's what sin is. It's about death. What did the enemy want us to do? He want us to die. He already know where he going. He want to take some of us with him. So we have to be so careful with these temptations. How do we deal with these temptations? I'm going over it again. The word. It, it, every time I say the word, I'm so grieved. And I'm going to tell you why I'm so grieved. People don't think the word is important. Some people don't think the word is important. How do I know? How much do you get in it a day? How much? Let's just be honest. How much do we get in the word? Where are we more than the word? Facebook? YouTube? TV? Work? How many of us can lay in a bed, ain't been in your word all day, and watch movies five, ten hours? Come on. Let's be honest. We can lay in a bed, watch TV, tell people what it's about, but never pick up the word and say, I just can't get it. How is it so easy for us to remember movies verbatim, but cannot remember a scripture? Anyone? Because we're not in the word. The more time you spend in the word, the more the word is going to get into you and people are going to know where you've been. Because your characteristics, they change. You ain't acting the same. You ain't talking the same. People slapping you every which way but loose. And you loving your worst enemy. Because you've been with Jesus. You've been with the word of God. Things don't get to you like they used to get to you because you're so full of him. If we're still allowing things to get to us to a certain point and we can't deal with it, it's because we're missing what we really need. The word. The more word you get, the more you can put up with. The more you can stand. When you rise in the morning, what's your first thought? Is it Jesus? Or is it, I'm be late? Amen. What is your first thought? What is your first action? Is your first action just to get before him and sit before him and say, God, what do you want to say? God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it today? God, which way you want me to go? God, it ain't about me. It's all about you. My life is already written. You already know what's going to happen. I just want to be in the moment. Come on, do we do that? Are we such in a rush to get five more minutes? I need five more minutes. Instead of taking that time and really get, I'm going to tell you y'all, when tragedy hit, you're going to know where you are because you're going to know who you run to first. When something really hit, you're going to know who your Abba Father really is because you're going to go to him and you don't see nothing else but him. No one else but him. You don't see no prophet. You don't see nothing but him. 
Because that's the time you've been spending with him. You were getting acquainted with him. You were getting to know him. And this is the second thing I'm talking about. Is an unrenewed mind. Temptation. Is why Christians. Still. Feel as if they have that sin nature which ain't there. And an unrenewed mind. When your mind is unrenewed. Meaning that you have not renewed your mind according to the word of God. You are more compelled to do what you used to instead of doing what the word of God has already provided for you. Our favorite scripture, Romans 12. Let's begin at verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, talking to Christian folks, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies. Who present that body? As a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So that means that I'm presenting my body to God as a living sacrifice. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When your mind is renewed, made new, your spirit is the real you. That's the part of you that has everything you need. But that soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. That have to be renewed, y'all, on a daily basis, not once a year. Not when you get in trouble. Not when man tell you no and you can't go nowhere but the word. This has to be done on a daily basis. Why do you think, and I love the scripture that Najina used for the anniversary, Joshua 1. When God was speaking to Joshua, remember Joshua, he was following Moses. He was helping Moses, but God had to remind Joshua, Moses is dead. And this is what we got to be reminded of. That the people that we depend on, they're no longer here. So he's saying, Joshua, this is what I want you to do. I want you to be strong. I want you to be of a good courage. He said, but the most important thing that you can do is meditate on the word. Observe to do all that's written therein. Meditate day and night. Then your way will be prosperous. Our ways is not prosperous until we end the word. This is why you have Christians coming against each other because it can be somebody in the word and they're prosperous. They're successful. And you got somebody walking beside them and ain't moving a lick. Why? Because it's one doing what the word is saying and the other one is slacking off. And guess what? The one that slacks off benefit from the one that ain't the slacker. Did y'all know that? Did y'all not know that? If a storm came, Athea, and you had a sinner in your house, do you know that sinner is going to get through the storm because they're in your house? Holla. Why? Because it's based on you. They came to the right house at the right time, and then they're going to know, I need to serve the God you serve. Because when she eat, they eat. (laughs) So the blessings that God is bestowing on Athea is rolling over on the ones that's in her house. That's why our children are blessed. Even though some of them may be in the wrong place. He said he haven't seen the righteous forsaken. 
nor that seed begging bread. So we got to understand the word is what keeps us y'all. And that's where the enemy don't want us to be. Your life may be going the way it's going because you went, um, you ain't having no ailments in your body. Your bank account look pretty good. Your kids acting okay. So you thinking, I don't need the word. I don't need Jesus. The devil is setting you up. He's setting you up. Don't wait to get into the word when you get a bad report or when you're broke, busted and disgusted, or when somebody hurt your feelings, don't like you no more. Don't wait to get in the word then. Prepare yourself. Make your heart ready. Y'all, I love tasting and seeing how good the word is. But you can hang around the wrong company that'll take your focus off of where you are. That's why you got to hang up the phone. You can't listen to everything. I don't care to hear that. I, I, I don't want to talk about that. Uh-uh. Some people are describe something to the T. I don't want to hear it. Ain't got time for that. I don't want to hear it. Mm-mm. Hush. I don't want to hear that. Remember that, remember that Willie? Willie know what I'm talking about. Willie was asking a question to describe something dealing with my daughter. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it. He messing up my mind. I don't want to hear that. No. My daughter want to talk about the baby. I'm going to pray for him, but I don't want to hear that. No, I don't want it in my mind. I don't want to mess with my mind because once you take a thought, your body follows the thought. I don't want nobody to describe nothing to me. I don't even want to know how you clean a pig feet. Because if I got to eat it, I don't want to know. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Bring me a fish, have it scaled. Because if I got to clean it, I don't want it. Because the only thing I'm going to see, oh, Jesus. Y'all don't know the tactics of the enemy? Some people business you don't want to get into. Because you sleep with it at night when you lay down. You better know. I don't need to know nothing. Because the enemy will mess you up. If you allow him to. So y'all. We got to get in the word. Not just getting in it. But the word have to get into us. And I'm telling you. When you get so close to the word of God, you so close to the word, you ain't worrying about who call you, who come see you, who speak a word into your life. Y'all, I thank God for Jesus because when God told me, people are not going to come to you and give you word no more because y'all, I was a prophet chaser. Just give me a word to cheer me up and God cut it off. And when I got to know him in a way, and even though somebody give me one, it don't faze me. Because I know the word. And I know this word is going to keep me more than running to somebody that can speak something into my life. It's good to have it. But if you go to them more than you go to the word, you're going to be messed up. The word is what's going to last. So, 
We're going to have a final test on everything that we have learned so far with what I have taught. We're going to wrap up this. Next thing that we're going to go into, not lest the Lord change it, is talking about salvation really being born again. And then we're going to get some uh, pool up in here and we're going to put you up under and I'm going to leave you up under there till you know you say. I'm going to hold you up under there. You ain't coming out till you know you're saved and you saw Jesus under that water. And when you come out, you're going to be speaking in them tongues. <laughs> now I'm just playing. To God be the glory. Do we have any announcements tonight? I know Tasha, Latasha want to come up here and read her paper. So we're going to let Latasha do that tonight. And then we'll go with the announcement and the deacons can come up at this time. Okay. All right, Latasha. You got it. Okay, we were all born into the world with the sin nature, which compelled us to commit sin. And we were, before we were all born again, we had a sinful nature that compelled us to sin. Scripture Romans 5, Romans 5, verse 12 says, Sin entered the world through one man, Adam. Romans 6, 23 says, When you sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Latasha. Tasha say, I got through it. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.